Yeah, the New Orleans Saints went out there and they signed Jamal Williams. They've got Alvin Kamara. But I'll tell you this. Kendra Miller, their 2023 third round draft pick, is going to be real tough to keep off the field. We got all that and a little bit of land yet for you on today's episode of Locked on Saints. You are Locked on Saints, your daily New Orleans Saints podcast, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is good, Houdat Nation and Houdat family? Welcome in to another live episode of Locked on Saints, your daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks so much, as always, for making Locked on Saints your first listen of the day every day. Don't forget you can subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast so you never miss a daily episode. And of course, I am your host, Ross Jackson, at Ross Jackson Nola on Twitter, your New Orleans Saints expert, credential member of the media, senior writer and reporter over at Saints News Network, Sports Illustrated's fan nation site covering the New Orleans Saints. You can also find me Tuesdays in the Locked NFL podcast and here with you every single Monday through Friday on Locked on Saints. And two-a-days continue to roll along here, at least the last two-a-day for this week, because Jazz Fest is this weekend as well. So we're hanging out. We're going now into our third installment of our live evening shows as we're breaking down Kendra Miller, the running back selected by the New Orleans Saints in the third round, what his short-term impact might be, what his long-term impact might be, and beyond. We're also going to take a look at whether or not the New Orleans Saints should add to their running back room still, despite the moves that they've already made this offseason. But the first thing we're going to start with is Kendra Miller and why it's going to be really, really, really hard to keep him off of the field his rookie season. That's your big takeaway tonight. Want to say a big shout out to everybody that's here live, everybody that's listening or watching later. Big shout out to all the everydayers out there. You know who you are. And I appreciate y'all very, very much as always being here for another episode. Big shout out to the folks in the chat. Jerry, Scott, Johnny, Tyler, uh, Flo Ryan, I see you. Uh, Jay, I see you. Hank, I see you. Opey, I see you. I appreciate y'all very much for being here. But let's go ahead and dive in. When it comes to Kendra Miller, the running back that the New Orleans Saints drafted in the third round of the 2023 NFL Draft, 5'11", just over 200 pounds, 215-ish, somewhere around that area. And then he ran for 1,399 yards last year, uh, 17 rushing touchdowns, had an MCL sprain really late in the year, which kept him out of the national championship game, but also kept him from testing over the course of the offseason. So this was a guy that didn't get as much attention that maybe he would have if he would have gotten the opportunity to run the 40 jump the vertical, bench, all of that stuff. So there's a lot of stuff that we missed about Kendra Miller over the course of the offseason, but that didn't stop the New Orleans Saints. And in fact, it didn't even stop us here on this show from discussing how good a fit he would be for the New Orleans Saints. He had a top 30 visit with him, and this is a guy that is going to be very tough to keep off the field. The reason being is he can effectively do whatever it is that you need him to do. You want him to run in between, between the tackles, he can do that. He's a great one-cut guy, but is really patient. Let's plays develop in front of him, kind of Le'Veon Bell-like in that way. He's got that level of patience. He stops, waits for stuff to develop, kind of hops around in the backfield, sees where he has his opportunity, and then bam, he's right through that hole. So that's the way he operates with the uh, in between the tackles. But he's also got the speed, athleticism, and agility, the bend, all the things that you need for a running back to be able to win the corner, win the edge over on the outside. So you can run him out to the perimeter. And even though he wasn't asked to do it a ton, only 26 catches at TCU, it's clear that he's got a set of hands. You can see that. And how do we know that? You can see it in the film, right? 
Look at the screen passes on third and 17, third and 10 that TCU would habitually run. Sound familiar, doesn't it? Um, with Kendra Miller, where they would let the pressure come through, dump it off to Kendra Miller, and then let him see what he can do in terms of picking up more yardage. He did that pretty successfully quite a bit in 2022 with TCU. And one of the things that you saw in those screen passes is, of course, Max Duggan, you're letting a lot of unblocked defenders get in Max Duggan's face, and he's trying to get the ball out. Some of those throws were understandably outside of the frame of Kendra Miller, but he was still able to make those catches, extending for catches. He has a couple to where he reaches down and plucks some off the turf before it ends up being an incomplete pass. He was phenomenal in that area. So I think that that goes to show you that there's something to build on there. The thing that you want to see him uh, come through and kind of get a little bit better at is going to be, of course, pass blocking. And then you want to see if his receiving ability out of the backfield is something that can actually translate and grow a little bit in the NFL game. But he's certainly going to get the opportunity because this offense wants to be able to throw the football to the guys coming out of the backfield. Now, where is Kendra Miller going to get his opportunities in 2023? Well, there's one big obvious answer, right? Alvin Kamara could potentially be suspended for at least six games, maybe more, maybe less. I don't know. But I'm saying at least six games just based on the NFL's code of conduct policy and how they address things like violent altercations off the field and suspensions relative to that. So that could open up a lot of opportunity for him to be out there along with Jamal Williams and getting reps and, and being able to have an impact his rookie year. But he's got a long-term impact as well, which we'll discuss here in a little bit. But when you look beyond that, I think the other thing that you look at is that even when he gets an opportunity to get mixed in on first, some first and second downs, the Saints actually see him as a three-down guy. So if you're in a situation to where if you're the New Orleans Saints, you feel like you've used Alvin Kamara a ton. You now have a guy that can go in on third down, catch some passes, be a threat in the run game, run some routes, do all of those things. That's going to be able to sort of alleviate the pressure on Alvin Kamara. And I think that's a big goal for what the New Orleans Saints have when it comes to Kendra Miller. They want him to be able to work in concert with and in place of Alvin Kamara so that Alvin Kamara doesn't have to do what he did last year and be the bell cow back where he had to run between the tackles and get outside and try to you know be a factor in the passing game and all that. The Saints didn't have that change of pace. Uh, at all last year. They really didn't. And so a guy like Kendra Miller gives you the opportunity to be able to have that other guy that can come in, operate in concert with and in place of Alvin Kamara so that you don't have to use him between the tackles a bunch and stuff like that. Jamal Williams gives you all of that as well. But I think there's still some dynamicism in the differences between Jamal Williams and Kendra Miller. They can still complement each other. Can they both run between the tackles? Absolutely. Kendra Miller might be a little bit more effective on the perimeter. And then they're both going to be effective for you in the run game, even though those are sort of under, underappreciated parts of their game. They can both do it. So I think that's the other thing that's really exciting is not only does Kendra Miller come in and compliment Alvin Kamara, he comes in and compliments Jamal Williams in some areas of the game too. So it, it really expands the Saints' ability to be able to have a three running back rotation, which we've seen the New Orleans Saints do in the past. We've seen them excel there before. And it allows them to be able to get multiple running backs on the field. If you're an NFL offense, what do you want to do? You want to get the 11 best players on the field every single play. When you've got a trio of running backs like Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, and Kendra Miller, having two of those guys on the field at the same time kind of allows you to do that, depending upon the game situation and everything. So I think that that's another big place where Kendra gets some real opportunity. I think it's going to be tough to keep this kid off the field. I know that he's younger. I know that he's somebody that is going to be able to come in and, you know, going to be expected to rotate with these guys and everything like that. And I think all of that's going to happen. But I also seriously think that he's going to get 
pretty good attention his rookie season. And then, of course, more opportunities will continue to grow and grow and grow after that. The other thing that I'll highlight that I think sets Kendra Miller apart to the point where you will want to give him opportunities in his rookie season is that he's only 20 years old and he's not coming off of debilitating injuries. I mean, we all got super excited. I was the president of the Keep Tajay Spears in uh, New Orleans fan club. But a big reason why the Saints probably didn't draft him is that he's got two ACL injuries in his history. Kendra Miller has no such injuries. Yeah, he's got an MCL sprain. I've probably sprained my MCL walking downstairs before. Now, that's not necessarily a fair, a fair comparison, but you know what I mean. So I think that when you, when you look at where Kendra Miller is, there's a lot of opportunity for him to develop. But if he's going to develop, one of the best ways to do that is to get him involved and get him out on the field. And if you ask Kendra Miller, he's going to be the type of player that you get out on the field and aren't going to want to take off because he is coming for the Saints' starting job. Now, it's not going to happen his rookie season. Let's not get it twisted. He's not going to jump in front of guys like Jamal Williams and Alvin Kamara his rookie season. But what about his long-term impact? What about the outlook for him two, three years down the road? Well, if Kendra Miller has his way, we'll be talking about him as the lead back in New Orleans for a long time. We got that coming up for you as we continue on with today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team. In today's episode of Locked on Saints, brought to you by our friends over at Built Bar, the best tasting protein bar on the entire planet. I don't care what you say. Name a protein bar. Go ahead. Nope. Built Bar is better. Name another one. Nope. Built Bar is better. If you don't know, you're about to know. Head over to Built.com today and you can try all of their incredible flavors like mint brownie, which is my favorite. There's also like peanut butter brownie. They have a peanut butter puff bar for all you fluffernutter sandwich fans out there. Such a weird, weird word to say on a podcast, I feel like. Uh, there's also like coconut. Uh, coconut chocolate. There's coconut almond. If you like like mounds and almond joy and all that stuff, there's so much for you to check out over at built.com. And all of those bars are covered in hundred percent chocolate and only come with like 130 calories, four grams of sugar, but 17 grams of protein. You can find everything over at built.com. If you live near a Walmart pharmacy section, four bar boxes, some of their best flavors. And if you live near a Sam's club, 13 bar boxes that Baker's dozen of, uh, of puffs flavors like churro puffs, as well as uh, brownie batter puffs as well. Two of the best flavors that they've got over at your local Sam's Club. Go and check them out there or at built.com to get your hands on the best tasty protein bar ever made. All right, family, continuing on with today's episode of Locked on Saints. Big thank you to, to you if you're joining later or if you're watching live. Appreciate you very much for being here. Make sure you come back for another episode tomorrow as you make us your first listen of the day where we are gonna be breaking down and taking a look at some of the new numbers that the New Orleans Saints have. There's a lot of new numbers out there, as well as taking a look at some of the big moves that they've made looking at some of the undrafted free agents, stuff like that. We won't have a live second show tomorrow or Friday, but you'll still have morning shows Thursday and Friday morning. All right, so let's jump in to where the long-term feel is for Kendra Miller. Our friends over at WWL Radio had Kendra Miller on air and one of the things that he said was, I respect Alvin Kamara and everything that he's done for this organization and the type of player that he is, but I'm coming for that number one spot. Now, this has been met with mixed feelings. There's some people that think that that was a little bit too much. I tend to like that level of confidence. I think every rookie should come in believing that they can be the number one guy at their position. I believe that every rookie can come in and believe that they can be the number one guy at their position in the NFL. I think that's a quintessential part of being a good football player is you kind of have to have that attitude. I don't sit here in front of this microphone every day and say, well, well, I want to be the second best Saints podcaster out there. I come out here every day wanting to be the best and hoping that I'm giving you my best. That's what makes us great. That's what we do, right? So that's a big part of what you want or it gives us the chance to be great. I wouldn't, I don't know if I am great, 
but I like to believe I'm getting there. And so I think that when you look at a guy like Kendra Miller, you see the same thing for him. He's got an outlook that says, I'm confident. I got an attitude. I'm ready to roll. I'm out here. Like, let's get it. Like, I love all that. Second thing is I mess with anybody that goes out here and quotes uh, ludicrous uh, lyrics, saying I'm coming for that number one spot. I love it. So when I look at where a guy like Kendra Miller's outlook is for the future, the thing that we have to keep in mind, even though no one likes to talk about it, is that Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams, even these two players at the Saints sign, are 29 years old at the beginning of the season. The NFL starts to turn its nose up at running backs around the age of 30. I don't know that the New Orleans Saints will do that, but if they do, you're going to want somebody in the backfield that's ready to go. And if there are injury issues, which we know this team has dealt with year in and year out, you're going to want the guy that's going to be able to come in and say that. I'm ready to be the number one guy. You want that dude. And keep in mind, Kendra Miller's only 20 years old as we speak right now. He turns 21 very soon. He'll be 21 when the season picks up. I appreciate everybody in the chat. Y'all are very sweet. Y'all are very, very nice. Um, but him being 21 going into the beginning of the season means that at 22, 23, like this guy hasn't even hit his prime yet. He might not hit his prime until he's 24, 25. And so with that being the case, you've got somebody that's ready to go whether you have to go to him or not, right? Whether you choose to go to him or not, like it doesn't matter. You have that player. And I think that that's such a big part of what the New Orleans Saints did so well in this draft is that they came in and said that, you know, like with the round one, they went on potential round two, they went on production round three, they went and got the guys that they wanted. You saw all the, or, or, or day three, rather day two, day three, I'm so sorry. Uh, day three, they went up and they traded up and got the guys that they wanted. Kendra Miller, Isaiah Foskey are examples of production, massive production in college, proven stuff. So I think that you look at where Kendra Miller can have an opportunity to translate in the NFL and what his future outlook is. There's no reason to put a limit on it. There's no reason to put a cap on it. And this is a tenant that the New Orleans Saints subscribe to big time. They don't care when you were drafted, if you were drafted, how you joined the team, if you were a free agent, if you were a trade uh, traded player, if you came from the if you came from Canada came from Nigeria, if you came from the USFL, the AAF, which ain't even like in service anymore, or the XFL, they will not put a cap on a player. They will say, go out there and show us who you are, and we will put you where you deserve to be. And that's one of the things that allows the Saints team to do what we were discussing earlier in putting 11 of the best players on the field at a time. You know what I mean? So I think that that's such a big piece of what it is that you can see uh, with him. Oh, no, no. There will be, sorry, I, I want to clarify this real quick. There will be a show on Friday. It just won't be a live show in the afternoon. There'll be a morning show like the usual schedule, but I just won't have a second show. So your birthday's covered. Your birthday's covered, Darrell. Um, so when we look at uh, Kendra Miller, if he's able to develop into somebody that can contribute as a pass blocker more substantially, if he can contribute and the way that you expect that receiving prowess to, to develop and translate to the NFL, he becomes a guy that is an option for you should you ever need to change up who your top running back is. And I know that this is a tough conversation to have. Alvin Kamara is beloved in the city of New Orleans, in the state of Louisiana, in the region of the Gulf Coast. He's beloved in Australia. He's beloved in Germany. He's beloved everywhere. And I think that, that he deserves that. And he's still one of the Saints' absolute best players. But after a certain point, every player has to move on every team ends up moving on from some player. And that could happen in the next four years because within the next four years, Alvin Kamara is going to be sniffing 33. And as a running back in the NFL, not a lot of backs get that opportunity. 
Alvin Kamara could very well be that guy. Didn't have a lot of tread coming off, you know, didn't have, had a ton of tread left on the tires when he got into the NFL, for sure. But even if Alvin Kamara is still going strong at 33, if you've got a 24-year-old running back behind him and Kendra Miller that's mixing in, you're still in a good place. Like, this isn't a bad thing. And I think that sometimes we tend to treat like, oh, this player coming in as being drafted, you look at him as a rookie and you try to translate or you try to project three, four years in advance that we shouldn't have the conversation about them usurping someone else or unseating someone else. I think we can. I think that's an okay conversation to have because ain't nobody out here saying that Alvin Kamara should be gone this year. That would be ridiculous. Like, I'm not out here saying that. Ain't nobody out here saying that. And so instead, really what you're looking at is where does Kendrick, sorry, Kendra Miller fit in with or in place of Alvin Kamara, depending upon what the New Orleans Saints locker room looks like in four years? What if Alvin Kamara is gone, but Jamal Williams is hanging around? Then all of a sudden you got a, just Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller, you know, dynamic duo that you can run with. Like, this doesn't mean that it's time to close up shop on any one player right now. It just means that as you look ahead, the Saints clearly have a vision for what they want with a guy like Kendra Miller. Didn't do any athletic testing. Coming off the MCL sprain is a 20-year-old running back, somebody that is able to come in and pick up some of those snaps for you. We'll see how, off, how much he gets kind of invested or how much they invest in him his rookie season in terms of carries and snaps and things like that. But I do think that like over time, <laughs> I do think that over time, he is somebody that you can kind of look at and go, okay, that's somebody that has the formula, that has the talent, that, ha- that checks the boxes for starter material if he translates in the NFL. So it's all going to start as rookie season. Got to stay healthy, got to produce, got to prove that you are who the Saints expect that you are. But once that happens and that door is open, there's a pretty high ceiling on who a guy like Kendra Miller or what a guy like Kendra Miller can mean to the city of New Orleans in four years by the time he's ready for a second contract, potentially with this team. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm all about it. I'm all about it. My bald brother. That's me. That's me. I'm the bald guy. Um, so I, I do think that they look at how to incorporate Kendra Miller a ton his rookie season. He's going to be tough to keep off the field and he's got a great outlook as he moves forward. But should the Saints continue to invest in this room. Do they have enough? Or do you want to see more bodies come in in training camp? I'll give you my thoughts as we continue on and wrap up today's episode of Locked on Saints, part of Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's get it. Who that nation wrapping up today's episode of Locked on Saints with our look at the running back room as a whole. We discussed Kendra Miller, how he fits in. In case you missed it, we also did the same thing, full episodes on uh, Isaiah Foskey. Um, as well as Brian Brzee from Monday and Tuesday, some live streams that are also available on audio as well. And then we also have our standard everyday show this morning. We kind of went through, uh, off, sorry, defensive line, like, uh, alignments and fronts and gaps and things like that. So we went through all of that. So today, as we wrap up, the thing that I want to look at is the running back room for the New Orleans Saints. Who are the running backs and should they add more talent there? So You've got Adam Prentice, who's your fullback, hashtag fullback season, still alive here in New Orleans. Thank goodness. Then you also have Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams. Now you've got Kendra Miller, but you know Benjamin is still in this room as well. Let's not forget him. Derek Gore was on the roster up until like yesterday. They ended up moving on from him. Jake Lutton also ended up moving on from him. That's why I said Jamal Williams. I mentioned Jamal Williams. He's still there. Uh, And I think Jamal Williams is A, an outstanding running back, and B, is somebody that comes in and, and also has a, a very clear role uh, with all this. 
Um, so there's there's a whole bunch of of good stuff there. If you want to, sorry, somebody's asking in the chat about Lou Headley. I love Lou Headley. I spoke about him in my Tuesday morning episode breaking down the UDFH. You can find that there. Um, so I look at where the Saints running back room is, and I think, look, if they still wanted to bring in some other players for training camp, I think it's a good idea. But it might not necessarily be a thing that you, where you go out and you bring in some veteran running backs in the hopes of them actually challenging for a roster spot. I think to a certain extent, there's value in bringing in some veteran running backs so that you're not running Alvin Kamara, Jamal Williams, and Kendra Miller to death before the season begins. I think that's what ends up actually being the value of having more running backs in camp. So don't be surprised if the Saints do add some more running backs to their room. I think no matter what, you're going to see guys like Alvin Kamara, see guys like Jamal Williams, see guys like Kendra Miller getting their run in at practice and at training camp every single day. But I do think that after a certain point, like actually having another guy that you can roll in and take a little bit, you know, hey, you know, Alvin's going to take a little bit of a light day today. He's going to get a veteran day on this day. And we have, you know, Malcolm Brown, who's going to come in and, and, and do some stuff. Like, I don't think that's a bad idea. I, I think that's a good idea. And look, I also think that anytime that you can add competition to a room, no matter how good that room is, it just makes the room better. So even if you do bring somebody in and you're like, okay, well, that guy's really here as a training camp body to kind of help, you know, have multiple running backs for multiple teams, but also give these guys some breaks and spell them every now and then. I don't think that's a bad thing. But I also think, look, anytime that you add a running back to a room, the other running backs are kind of looking and they're like, who is she? Who is he? What are you doing here? And then they're kind of wanting to, you know, step up a little bit and make sure nobody forgets them. You know what I mean? And so I do think that that level of competition is still important. And I think it's I think it's important to breathe that. We've seen Dennis Allen do this a ton. We've seen him do this a ton. He did it with um uh, he did it in, in the wide receiver room last year. He did it in the cornerback room last year when he drafted Alante Taylor and then just straight up like a G just sat there and was like, well you know what you want some competition bring us competition. I think you could say the same thing at the running back spot. I think the linebacker spot could use it. I think that the tight end spot could use it. I think the defensive tackle spot could use it. Bring them all in. Bring them out, bring them out. Like I'm all about all that. So I love competition. I love some competition. And so I'm all really about all that. And I, yeah, and, 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 and Nisbo asks a really great question here. Can you really run a 20 year old in the dirt? You're right. I mean, maybe you don't, but do you risk it? I mean, you know what I mean? So like you still having somebody in there to kind of spell them every now and then knowing that like, those are probably going to be your three guys on the roster going into 2023. That makes sense. And maybe you keep four, maybe you also hold on the, you know, binge or the Alvin Kamara suspension becomes official. And then, you know, Benjamin becomes a pass catching back out of the backfield. Like, you know, there's a bunch of different ways they can go about it. So yeah, you might not run Kendra Miller into the ground. I'm sorry, Kendra. I didn't mean to. I didn't mean, I didn't mean to. I'm sorry. Uh, but I, I do think that there is something to that, right? Of Having that level uh, of competition. So I, I think all of that to say that, like, if the Saints add to the running back room, A, don't be surprised, but then B, it's not, it's, it's not a bad thing. Like developing that Developing that competition, harnessing that competition, sort of, you know, doing all that. And then again, having the guys that can kind of spell some of these folks that they're not being overrun during training camp, I do think is an important one. There's a lot of, I like the word that Jahan uses here. There's a lot of motivation in the running back room. That's exactly, exactly it. So I love all that. I love all that. And uh, you look, I think that there's a lot of opportunity too to see Alvin Kamara and Kendra Miller on the field at the same time, to see Jamal Williams, Kendra Miller on the field at the same time, to see Jamal Williams, Alvin Kamara on the field at the same time. So I think there's value in that too, to where you're bringing in another running back because these two are working with the first team because you want to see them together. And then you've got a second team guy and maybe you want two people in that second team and then you need another third team person. Like it's another reason to go and add another body at the position. So 
And we know that the Saints have always brought in veteran running backs and veteran linebackers as well. Um, that those are always things that they do. So, all right, go ahead and drop your questions in the chat because in tomorrow's morning episode, I'll spend the third segment answering some of these questions. I'm going to answer one of them that just came up because I've answered this question a ton. Uh, Dre Day, who asked about the update on Smoke Monday, he was on injured reserve. He should be at camp. That's what we know about Smoke Monday. Same thing for DeMarco Jackson, who's on injured reserve, should be at camp. We'll see how they all pan out. Uh, and so I, I think that's kind of where like those guys are. But when it comes to the running back room, man, it's going to be a really exciting one to watch over the course of training camp. For all the everydayers out there, make sure you're coming back for tomorrow morning's episode as we take a look at uh, some of your questions, as well as uh, looking at some of the big news around the New Orleans Saints heading into uh, that time and looking at some of those uh, new numbers that the New Orleans Saints have assigned as well. So get your questions in the chat. Make sure to hit the like button on your way out. I finally remembered. And of course, if you're uh, watching or listening later as well, make sure that you're going back, checking out the rest of the catalog, all the other stuff. Really appreciate y'all so much for being here and for checking us out for another episode of Locked on Saints. Appreciate you as always making me a part of your day, part of your routine for saying yes to me and the show. As always, if you see me, say hi. And if you need anything else around your New Orleans Saints in between these episodes, make sure you follow me on Twitter at Ross Jackson, N-O-L-A. Hit me up. Let me know how the family's doing. Let me know how you're living. Let me know how you're mom and them. And trust you, that nation, I'll holla at you.